0: There. this is coping with infertility our ivf journey and this is our
1: third video
0: third, third podcast podcast sorry
1: yeah. um, um and I'm this paul. is i'm tina yeah
0: you're gonna say you're paul there, yeah.
1: uh-huh. and we're talking today this session is going to be talking about um our journey to conceive our son lucas
0: yeah, second time round. So, uh, we've already spoken about how in this particular government cycle it's all one, so this is still the first cycle. It's That's right, covered.
1: and we had um, three embryos frozen at this point, kept up at our clinic, um, and so when Evie was one. Um, we decided that we would go and try for number two.
0: I think a lot of it, um, just just playing in the back of your head, you've always talked about it with the frozen embryos, is um, you were always worried that the power would go off at some point point. You'd, mm-hmm. you'd lose all the embryos. And I think some of it was like, I've got to get them done quickly because yeah, anything could happen to them.
1: Exactly. And I think I also... Um, knew that it, we'd waited so long with Evie so I was kind of like oh if we start when Evie's one it could take us you know we could need to use all three of those embryos and they sort of make you wait if it didn't work we'd have to wait a couple of months in between and so I sort of thought it might take us a while to use those. Um, so we did it when Luke Evie was one and um, it was a lot easier frozen embryo transfer it's amazing no needles just um, some little tablet estrogen tablets three times a day and some lovely um they're called pisseries little progesterone pisseries that go up your JJ three times a day. Um but that's about it really. Hardly any one scan I think in one blood test. So yeah it was quite different to the first cycle, much easier. And Paul's you didn't really have to do much? No, did I you.
0: didn't have to really do much at all. Just kind of moral support for you really.
1: Because I because the embryos were already created, you see, so there was no sperm samples or anything needed. They were they were in the freezer. But um yeah I did think it was weird. It was a really weird thing. Before we did IVF, I really... Was, we were quite scientific about it. We were like, mm, there's just, just when they cells... throw out those odds,
0: don't they? They, they say... Because I, I was thinking to myself, well, the, the odds were something like, what was it? You 30% said, or something. 30%. I was thinking there's no way that can happen. And if we got 30% on the first go, there's no way, statistically, that we'd get it a second time around. Yeah, so yeah. I was thinking this one won't work.
1: But I've just... Even the science about um, the embryos, like before we did the IVF, we were like you know, what would you do with your leftover embryos, what, and we're like, you know, you'd donate them to science, they're just a bunch of cells or something, but when you've had a child from it, you were like, no, those embryos are like her brothers and sisters, I wonder what they'll look like, will they have curly hair like Evie, or will they be different, mm. you know, like mm. the, the way we thought of those embryos once they were created was quite different to how we imagined we would feel.
0: Yeah, once you've got you know, your children and you see them um, you know, at, at two and four years old, you know, you can imagine these other ones, what are they going to be like?
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the frozen embryo cycle, we were very, um found it really easy, and we so we went in and had the embryo replaced. Um, again, I had shares in the home pregnancy test, but mm. I remember doing a home pregnancy test at the same day that I had found out I was pregnant with Evie, I think it was about six days past that, the, after the transfer, and um, it was negative, the test was negative, and I was so upset. Thinking it hadn't worked, but it's. I think the frozen embryos they take a bit longer to get started once they've been defrosted and start growing again. So the next day, I actually had a positive on the pregnancy test. Um, but by then, the symptoms had started. Um, I always got no. I get nausea.
0: Mm, you kind of knew, didn't you? Yeah,
1: and, I kind of know my body, and so because I'd already had a pregnancy by then, I sort of knew.
0: I, I was still stunned that it was a, a positive because I just was still playing those odds and going there's no way
1: you do tend to play those odds eh? you you convince yourself like I remember when we started and it was like okay well it's 30% chance of a cycle so if we did three cycles that would give us 90% so we'd probably get a baby you know that was us going okay we'll get one from the government an actual factor in New Zealand you get two cycles if the first one doesn't work you are able to have a second, up to two cycles to have a baby. Mm. And I thought, and then we'll pay for one. But, you know, the fact that it worked on our first government cycle and mm. our first embryo replaced.
0: I think also you were you were going on, because, I mean, you've got every single IVF book ever made. Imported from Amazon. Ridiculous. Um, and you were a member of all those blogs and, um, and uh, forums where people are telling horror stories of selling their houses to do another cycle and... People's marriages falling apart because you know the husband just couldn't handle it anymore, or she couldn't handle it, um, and. Um yeah, you know, I guess t- you I You feel guilty yeah. that, that um, you know, you've, you've had two goes and um, we've, we've been lucky both times and you think, oh, we, we don't deserve a... We haven't
1: said we were being lucky. You jumped oh, the gun. Did, I, did oh. I just
0: jump the gun? Then? Okay, well, so,
1: anyway. Well, I think we, it's obvious
0: because oh, we talked yeah, about we've, leaving, we've, didn't we? Yeah, so. We
1: found out that that cycle was successful. So, yeah, you're right, though. We do have that guilt of, like, my gosh, it worked first and second time.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: I call it survivor's I, guilt.
0: I also think it helps that um, it's a male factor and fertility. Um and in a way, that very first part we did, kind of, not fix that, but but it's um, it's kind of dealt with one of the biggest hurdles. Oh yeah, isn't um, it?
1: often yeah, I hear what you're saying. Often um, couples dealing with male factor infertility have a higher success rate, just because you know if there's nothing wrong with the woman, but by using XC and, it, and it, putting those sperm into the embryos, mm-hmm. it's kind of bypassed the male factor issues we have. So, I mean, I don't know. We've I, I never tried to get pregnant, of course, when I was younger. So I don't know how how we were, but because people often joke, oh gosh, you might, you must have been quite fertile. I mean, how would you know? How would you know these things? Because
0: you know, infertility is always a joking matter, isn't it? The, the more jokes you make and the uh, comments you get, like we could do a whole podcast
1: on the stupid comments we got.
0: Sitting on ice. I mean, I had I had some people pull me aside and say, "No, seriously, Paul, you need to sit on a bag of ice," and we're not joking. And then it was like I was going, "Ha ha ha!" And they're going, "No, you do. You, you need to." Some
1: other. I, mean, I had and the amount. <laughs> I had people saying. You know, the dumb ones when you're there and the guy's going, I'll give me a shot at your wife. I, I just have to look at my wife and get them pregnant. I'll get her pregnant straight yeah, away. And yeah, like, well,
0: that's great. And they'll Thanks. say that right beside <laughs>
1: when Paul's right there. It's like, yeah, give, I'll, have, I'll have a go. I'll mm, get her knocked up mm, straight away. Mm. I'm like, why why would you think that's being supportive? You know, that's just yeah. the dumbest thing ever.
0: Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, we could do a whole another podcast on dumb things that were said yeah, to us. Things like, guess, yeah. just relax, you'll get pregnant, you know? I'm like, is that going to fix yeah, Paul's yeah. medical condition, you know? It's ridiculous. But I know, I have to believe, and I always, this is how I stayed positive about it, is that I think people don't know what to say. Like, I don't think anyone means to say no, that. I no. think
0: they're trying to say something supportive. The, they they, are, the they just, they just the right don't know place. what to say. And as a result, we ended up... Um, having a very beautiful uh, boy and I mean that, that that was extra luck as well because we were thinking if it's another girl that's fine for you but I was really kind of hoping we'd have a boy and then all of a sudden we did it was great I
1: know it was awesome I remember them telling us it was a boy I burst into tears then too just going really are we that blessed to get our pigeon pair a boy and a girl you know uh, yep. if we never have any more children that's awesome we've got a boy and a girl
0: and we've got what I should do for this one as well and hopefully I managed to do it for the last podcast I will put a link to the, the little video they're only short ones but it covers basically the entire journey right from the beginning to the end. Uh, I'll, I'll try and put a link to that somewhere Lucas. in this podcast yeah and I think it's called Lucas begins as well so
1: yeah we'll
0: it's quite um, touching um, and uh, I think um, uh, we'll probably leave it there for now it's quite a long time and we'll start up again on our on our fourth one fourth podcast in just uh, a short while. Thanks for listening in and uh, we'll catch up with you on the next one bye bye